Hey friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 255. Now today I'm taking you along with me in my car. Maybe we'll start calling the series Car Chats with Katie. I don't know. Either way, got a lot that I want to cover with you today, so buckle up. Let's go for a ride. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Okay, driving this time. Last time I did a car car chat, I was driving to Cincinnati where my sister lives. And this time I'm driving to Fort Wayne for all of those of you in the Midwest, uh, in Indiana to visit where my parents live. And it's hit me. Wow. I have not done this drive in a long time and don't worry driving like hundred miles, one road, just straight for the next hundred miles. So I'm safe. All is well. My hands are on the wheel. You don't need to worry about me if you were. We are hosting a bridal shower for my future sister-in-law. My baby brother is getting married and super excited for him, for them. She's a gem. She's great. And I was in charge of the food, being the dietitian in the house. And you'll never guess what I'm ordering. A nacho bar. And yes, I said I'm ordering it because nothing has changed from the last car chat. Life is still crazy busy. And I'm just learning what things are worth stressing over. And we're going to, like I said, my parents' house. And I don't know how your family operates, but I am one of six. And planning events becomes a thing. Like mom gets very stressed out. Everything is chaos. And I'm actually only home for less than a week. And then I leave for Australia on Sunday. And I'm like, you know what? I want minimal stress and I'm in charge of the food. And if I'm in charge of the food, that means the prep, that means the cleanup and it's going to become a whole thing. So it's not that expensive. I priced it out. We're doing a nacho bar because it's fiesta theme and it's going to be great. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be delicious. Everybody likes nachos. If you don't like nachos, I don't know. You probably won't be at the shower because our family, we like nachos. So we're doing that. I'm going to make a veggie tray and a fruit tray and... Oh, this is what I want to tell you that I'm also making. I'm also making a vegetarian option, which is pulled jackfruit. So if you've never tried pulled jackfruit, definitely try it. DM me on Instagram. I'll send you the recipe. So that's what's happening. I wanted to start by giving you just a little life update. And then I want to talk about some client conversations that I had this week that I thought would just be really relevant and important reminders and maybe hopefully you get some golden nuggets to take with you into your week ahead. So let's start with just life update, right? So I'm going to Fort Wayne. We're going to have this bridal shower. It's going to be super fun. My sister is all about not having cheesy 
bridal games. So she's like put a fun twist on different things. So that'll be interesting. And last week we just got back from London. So London was there for work. It was awesome. It is so fun to watch coaches coach and watch group fitness classes happen in other languages, other accents. My favorite with the Brits is just, they're so polite. Like perhaps you might pick up your speed point one if you're not in the orange and it's like that is so lovely yes you know what perhaps I should perhaps I should pick up the pace because I can give it a little more so that was super fun we also celebrated Joey's birthday he got to come with me which was uh, just a dream that he was able to be on the trip with me granted we worked the whole time but we did have a day of fun where we got to celebrate his birthday we saw the killers in concert so I don't know if you've ever heard the killers Mr. Brightside it was awesome it was lots of fun another thing with travel is that eating is chaotic eating is really chaotic right now and I think it's important to be transparent that even as an intuitive eater you you're never quote unquote, like a perfect intuitive eater. There is no such thing because the reality is eating is a part of life and life has ebbs and flows and it changes. And for me right now, eating is not like nutrition is not top priority It's a little bit survival mode in a sense, not, not every day, but some days it's kind of like I, I have to eat because I have to get onto the next thing or access to food is really different right now. And I just want to normalize that, that if you are going through a season where you maybe felt at one point that intuitive eating, like you've mastered it, you felt really in tune with your body, but as life changes and things happen, that may change and that's okay. And you can get back to where you were, but it's not a diet. It's not a big thing. So one thing that I've just noticed recently is, huh, I I have not been eating. I have not been very attuned with my body. And if you are curious what that word attuned means, I recommend you go back and listen to a previous episode that I did talking all about attunement. And we have this conversation with clients a lot about, you know, once they graduate our reboot boot camp, we talk about, you know, how are you going to know what are going to be like red flags for you or yellow flags kind of moving forward that just for you to check in, for you to go pause what's happening. Let me reassess. And for a lot of my clients, it is recognizing that eating feels chaotic and that might look like eating past the point of fullness regularly or eating when you're not hungry. And oftentimes like for me right now, I'll share my personal experience is that it's just, it's so, there's so much going on that I've recognized that mindless eating is is happening because I'm just not attuned to my stress levels and kind of navigating all of that, but not worried about it because that's part of life and it takes time to, to go through different season. And I trust my body and you should trust your body too, that you'll get back to where you need to be. So if you want to talk more about that, we definitely can. So let's dive into some of the client conversations that I've had this week that have been super interesting, super fruitful. Yes, I am still uh, working in my private practice. Myself and Brooke, we're taking on clients. Uh, I just see clients probably bi-weekly or every two weeks instead of weekly, which is what I typically was doing before. And then Brooke has her own schedule as well. So 
super great, super blessed that I still have the capacity. I have the bandwidth most days to be able to do both because it's kind of like how I feel about teaching group fitness. Like if I'm not teaching group fitness or in a studio or have some sort of my foot in the door with some sort of fitness thing, I felt like a hole of my heart was missing. I know that sounds dramatic, but that's how I feel. And I know I would feel the same way if I completely stopped doing any sort of nutrition counseling or nutrition work. So I've just learned that about myself in the time of my career that I have to do a little bit of both. The balance of them, the ratio of them may shift uh, between nutrition and fitness specifically. Sorry, I just got really loud. But I just know that both of these areas make me happy and they're my passion. So whatever your passion is, it's okay if you have multiple. Just keep that in mind. Squirrel, where was I at? Talking about those client conversations. Okay, so first client we were talking because she also went on a trip and for her it was also a work trip and we had this conversation about you know how do I actually just eat what I want how do I actually eat what I want and it's really eye-opening having that conversation recognizing that there's a lot of people who don't actually know their food preferences who don't actually know what they like who don't really consider the volume of food that might feel good. So before you can even give yourself the unconditional permission to eat or actually recognize and eat what you want is you have to have that foundation in place. And what do I mean by foundation? That often from the intuitive eating lens means you're getting your basic needs met. So you're able to honor your hunger and fullness. You're able to recognize other physical cues in the body. You have let go of this diet mindset that there's good foods and bad foods. And really to get to that unconditional permission to eat, you also have to get to this point where not a hundred percent, nothing has to be a hundred percent or there is no step-by-step when it comes to this process, but it is helpful. I should say to get to a point where all food is neutral, because if you can look at food as all neutral and what I mean by neutral, I mean, you can look at a cupcake, you can look at an apple, you can understand that an apple has fiber in the skin that it's going to take you longer to digest. You can look at a cupcake that has lots of sweet flavor. The texture feels really nice, but you also know it's a store-bought cupcake and it doesn't, it's nothing exciting, nothing you haven't had before, nothing you can ever have again. So you can make a really neutral decision about what do you actually want? So my point is you can't actually eat what you want and fully enjoy and experience the whole process before, during, after until you give yourself that unconditional permission to eat. So I love having that conversation with clients for the first time because they are just mind blown and they often leave session feeling like I, I can't even wrap my head around it, but then they'll come back the next week or the next session. And it's like, wait, I had ice cream in my fridge the whole week or freezer. Don't put it in your fridge. It'd be, it'd be melted. 
but I forgot about it. And that's what happens when we can give ourselves unconditional permission to eat. When we can truly let ourselves eat what we want, that habituation. And again, that's research evidence-based time and time again, I can share with you many clients who have experienced this, that it calms the brain, it calms the body. And you are then able to make a decision that what do you actually want? Do you want hot? Do you want cold? Do you want soft? Do you want crunchy? Do you want spicy? Do you want sweet? Do you want salty? Like you can then take all your food preferences into mind and experiment with new foods and really identify what foods do you actually like versus what foods do you just, did you just eat because you thought they were quote unquote healthy and you should, or foods that you just ate because you would overeat because they were, you know, a bad air quotes, bad food that you had access to it and it was off limits. So you ate it anyways. Like there's a lot that goes into it. So I just thought that was super interesting. And if you too are wondering or wanting to explore, you know, how do I actually eat what I want? How do I actually discover what I want to eat? I think just start by asking that question. How is my relationship with food? Do I look at foods as neutral? And if the answer is no, well then start there. Start doing a little more investigation. Work with a dietitian like myself. There's so many resources out there. I have tons of resources that are free available. Just send me a DM and I'll see if I can point you in the right direction. So that was client conversation number one. Client conversation number two, also super interesting and I think applicable to this season. You know, a lot of people are going back to the doctor. They've let a couple years go by maybe where getting your annual physical or regular checkups kind of fell to the wayside because of the year we will not talk about all those things. And so a lot of my clients are getting back to the doctor and getting back on a schedule at the regular visits. And one client in particular, she, I was really proud of her because she was already anticipating this doctor's visit and she had already you know, made a decision. I'm going to go in, I'm going to get a blind weight. This is what I'm going to talk about and kind of had this vision in her head of how the appointment was going to go, right? Maybe you've done that before. It's a really great practice to do to kind of visualize, right? Like athletes visualize themselves crossing the finish line. It's kind of the same idea when you're in sticky situations around diet culture. If you can kind of visualize and talk yourself through what it might happen, a lot of times that can be really helpful to people. So anyway, she went in and long story short, long story longer, they ended up weighing her, which was very triggering for her because it was higher than it was before, not the number that she wanted to see. And she went there for a foot issue. And what ended up happening is that, you know, the doctor didn't fully address the foot issue until the very end of the visit. She finally looked at her chart, saw her weight and said, any weight you can lose will be helpful, which completely invalidated everything that she was experiencing. And we know that it was not the weight that was causing this issue. There was much more to it. And the doctor asked, would you like me to write you a referral to a nutritionist? And it's like, she was said, you know, no, I'm already working with a dietitian. Thank you very much. And so we had this conversation just about advocating for yourself at the doctor's office. And, you know, if 
unless you are getting medications adjusted, unless you are having some sort of procedure, most of the time, it's not medically necessary for your weight for them to weigh you. So just know as a patient, at least here in the United States, you have the right to refuse to be weighed. And I think, I hope, I think it's becoming more and more common for women to speak up and ask not to be weighed. And there's actually even cards that you can get free cards uh, off a website. I can send it to you as well that you can just give to the nurse or the, the medical assistant that just says, you know, please do not weigh me today. I do not want to talk about my weight. So if you're somebody who doesn't really like confrontation, just the thought of telling somebody, no, I don't want that in a medical environment feels stressful. You don't even have to talk. You just hand them the card. So I think it's a super awesome tool that's available. Every time I talk about the fact that you do not have to get weighed at the office, anytime I talk about it on Instagram, I feel like I get so many DMs of people who are just, wait, what? I didn't know that. The scale is so triggering for me. I've been putting off going to the doctor because I don't want to get on the scale. And you should not let that be a reason to postpone seeking medical care. So there's horror stories about many women and and people in general who, who unfortunately do that. They let it go too long because of the stress and the stigma and the negative experiences that they have had at the doctors. So wanted to share that nugget with you because I think it's important. And if you already know it, I welcome you to maybe share that with a friend or a family member to let them know as well, because the more that we can talk about it, the more you know, that is where change happens in the conversations that we have with our girlfriends or moms or sisters, aunts, all those things. So that was super interesting. Along with that, talking about just medical care, another interesting conversation. It was more of a, yeah, conversation, not a client, but in the DMS, I had posted about a similar situation, right? Point of view is you walk into the doctor's office, you get a medical condition or medical diagnoses, and you're given a referral to bariatric surgery. So same idea. You're given this diagnosis or you have this medical problem that's bothering you or something in your body. You have pain, you have discomfort, you have like a bump or just something. And the doctor or healthcare provider is dismissive and just says, well, because you're in a larger body, weight loss should be should help. And correlation does not equal causation. Remember that weight gain does not, even if, if weight gain correlates with, let's say you start having knee pain as you've gained weight, that does not necessarily mean that the knee pain is because of your weight gain. Lots of research behind this. Again, happy to share with your resources. And the example I give is I had a gal message me on Instagram who shared that she poor thing went through all this medical testing, you know, really felt, had the experience that no one would believe her and what she was going through when it came to her medical care. So she ended up getting bariatric surgery and now is just in a really challenging place of finally getting the diagnoses that she was looking for. One of which is called EOS. I'm going to say it wrong. Eosinophil esophagitis. Anyways, it's like, really major bad reflux. Things can get stuck. I'm doing it, not doing it justice, explaining what all it entails, but super uncomfortable, super can, can cause a lot of pain and 
and discomfort in the throat region, throat and GI. Anyways, and she said that I am just feel like I'm doing, I'm now having to do years of work that if somebody would have just listened to me, if somebody would have just heard me and if I would have known these things like how to advocate for myself at the doctor's office, I wouldn't be where I am today. And a lot with that comes, yes, there's a physical damage, but a lot of emotional damage, mental and emotional damage that comes when, you know, you're supposed to feel that you can trust your healthcare providers. And when you have a negative experience or they just prescribe weight loss, it almost is validates people's concerns that there's something wrong with their body. And it's really upsetting. And I, I could cry talking about it because I get so upset and just I have a lot of empathy. I have not had that experience because I have thin privilege of living in a smaller body, but again, working in the bariatric space and working with just a lot of people in larger bodies. I've heard a lot of their stories and I can just, ugh, I just, I, I feel it and my heart breaks. And so we need to do better. So we're having this conversation again. I hope you share something that you learn with a friend, a family member, because the more we can talk about it, the more we can recognize our own weight bias, own stigma that we hold against those in larger bodies or even smaller bodies, just bodies in general. That's where we can make a change. So there was that. The last client conversation, little nugget I want to share with you today is this idea of being sick enough. So this client in particular struggling with disordered eating and a lot of really unwanted thoughts around food and body image. And, you know, she said so openly, I wish that I would go to the doctors and something would be wrong. Like I wish my lab values would be off. Like I wish, you know, that would just really bring to my attention, like, okay, I'm sick enough because right now it doesn't feel like a problem. And I too felt that same way or didn't feel like because of X, Y, Z or because no one's saying anything or because, you know, you could insert anything there. It feels like what you're going through, the discomfort, the stress, the anxiety around your body, around food, it feels like it's not an issue or it feels like this is something I should be able to just figure out on my own there's nothing wrong with me. It's all in my head, right? We all have those different things, whether it's food or body image or just, you know, asking for help. It's, it's really hard to ask for help. It's really hard to admit that we have a problem or we have an issue or we're struggling. And I just want to put this out there for anybody who is listening that if you are experiencing any stress, it can be big or small. It doesn't matter it's all relative and your experience around your body. If it's something as small as I I don't even like to use that word, big or small, because if it's an issue to you or if it's concerning to you, it's concerning to you period end of subject. It doesn't matter the scale of it because your experience, how you feel is valid. So if you are having any distress, unwanted thoughts around food around body. If you find yourself not being able to let go of the scale, if going to the doctors feels very triggering for you because you know, you're going to have to get weighed. If you don't like your body and you have a lot of negative self-talk, like 
do yourself a favor and don't wait for it to get worse. Like you are smart because you're listening to podcasts. I know you schedule the appointment, make the call, do the thing, whatever it is that you have to do. Don't wait until if you feel sick enough or the issue gets worse, because I can tell you right now, you don't want to be there. It doesn't feel good. I've been there. I wish that I reached out for help when I started experiencing just discomfort around my body and body image, like I would have gotten to a better place so much faster. And I want that for you. I want you to, you deserve to be happy and healthy mind, body, soul. So that's it for today's episode. If you enjoy these car chats, I would love, love, love. If you could send me a message, let me know, or do you like more interview styles? I am open to hearing what you like to hear. And I would just love to hear from you. The fact that you're listening means so much. So thanks for hanging out again. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to click the follow button, leave us a review and I can't wait to hear what you think. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Just know that you are worthy. You are worthy of having a life of food, freedom, body confidence, and you don't have to wait. So that's all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.